Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Beth is a 42-year-old mother of four who brings in her 14-year-old daughter, Susan, for a camp physical. She's off to music camp. As you are talking with them about any concerns, you notice Susan is mostly looking at her smartphone. When she doesn't hear one of your questions because of her attention to her phone, her mother expresses frustration to you. She's always on that thing, and it's driving me nuts. I tell her too much screen time isn't good for her, but she is addicted to it. Can you tell her why it's not good for her to look at the screen all the time? Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me today to discuss adolescent screen time is Dr. Alan Ehrlich, Associate Professor of Family Medicine and Community Health at the UMass Chan Medical School and Executive Editor of Dynamid. Alan, what a wild, common topic this is. Thanks for for bringing it to our attention. Thanks, Frank. Oh, recreational screen time. What does that mean and how much of our day does it take up? So recreational screen time includes things such as smartphones, tablets, gaming consoles, TVs, and computers. It's not uh, covering stuff that we do for work or for school or things like that. On average, children's, children eight, ages 8 to 12 spend four to six hours a day watching or using screens, and teens spend up to nine hours a day. One thing to keep in mind is that not all screen time is the same, however. Uh, In particular, watching television is relatively passive. Playing a video game may be uh, much more active uh, or interactive activity. And time spent in social media is different form altogether. So, you know, it covers a wide range of of stuff. Wow. That's that's a lot of time that people are are staring at their screen. My my phone lights up a little alert at the every Sunday that says your screen time was up twelve percent over last week. It should say you idiot. Um, what are the <laughs> harms of increased screen time? As you can imagine, high quality data has been hard to come by in this regard. Uh, there are associations of increased screen time with obesity and depression. But one of the challenges with these types of associations is it's often hard to know which way causality is running. If someone's depressed, they may choose to spend more time on a screen rather than other activities. And so it's not the screen time that leads to depression, but rather depression that leads to increased screen time. Likewise, with obesity, there's often confounding of increased snacking during screen time. And the problem may not be the screen time itself if the snacking can be controlled. There have been concerns about screen time having a negative effect on uh, school outcomes or sleep but the evidence is weak for these associations. Uh, I just want to mention, while there are certainly valid concerns here, it's also important to mention that there's some positives to screen time that include being technologically adept at an early age. And these types of positive outcomes are rarely studied. I don't know. You're going to have to sell me on that at a future podcast. All right. But both Beth and, and Susan probably need to address reducing screen time, especially if she's getting near that average of nine a day, nine hours a day. How can we help people reduce screen time? And if we do, what are its effects on both activity and sleep? So uh, one notion is that the best way to reduce <laughs> screen time for children is to reduce screen time for parents. You know, parental modeling is a powerful influencer. 
But even if that were done, would it make a difference? That's really the question that you're asking. Well, there was a very interesting paper in JAMA Pediatrics uh, from Denmark. They did a randomized trial where parent-child pairs were randomized to reduced screen time versus normal screen time. And the participants agreed that if they were re randomized reduced screen time, they would turn over their smartphones right then and there. And instead of having a smartphone, and it was a two-week trial, they would be given a non-smartphone. They'd swap the SIM card so they could still make phone calls as usual. The participants were given two activity trackers that could monitor both activity and body position. Participants also had their sleep monitored using EEGs for three nights before the trial began and the last three nights of the trial. The average age of the child participating was about nine and the adults were about 41. And the intervention group reduced sedentary time by 44 minutes a day compared to a one minute per day reduction in the control group. There were no differences in sleep patterns. So basically taking away the smartphone gets people to be more active than that than there. But it had no effect on sleep. Very interesting. Um, so we've now got a little bit of data that shows limiting screen time improves physical activity. What are the current recommendations with regards to screen time in children? So first of all, it's worth noting that current recommendations are not based on high quality evidence. The American Academy of Pediatrics advises that children who are younger than 18 months avoid screen media other than for video chatting, let's say with grandparents. If uh, toddlers are going to watch something, the parents should be choosing high-quality programming and watching it with the children. And that's pretty much the same advice for children ages 2 to 5, although there they say limit screen time to one hour per day of high-quality programming, again, with the parents being involved. For children age 6 and older, you need consistent limits on the time spent using media and make sure that it doesn't interfere with getting adequate sleep, physical activity, or other behaviors. So there really aren't a specific high-quality guideline saying so many hours at such an age. And again, as uh, children get older, then there has to be more of a negotiation over what are the limits on screen time. So um, this is where reality comes in. How do we help Beth deal with Susan? So the Royal College of Child and Pediatric Health in the UK advises these conversations be guided by certain questions, such as, does screen use interfere with what the family wants to do? Does screen use interfere with sleep? Are you able to control snacking during screen time? They also suggest encouraging face-to-face -face activities whenever possible and encouraging group activities. You know, if the family's doing stuff together, uh, it generally will decrease that screen time. Of course, I I've certainly been in family encounters where uh, the group activity is everybody's looking at their own smartphone but hopefully you can think of something more interactive to do uh, in these situations. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have seen over and over again, both outside my world uh, of patients, as well as in my own family, where one person picks up the phone and then rapidly around the room, everyone picks up the phone and there's, there's no interaction. This is, this will be the challenge of our future is how to help people balance their uh, their enjoyment of, of screen time and interpersonal interactions. Alan, um, great information. I suspect there'll be more on this over the next few years. So please keep your eye open and bring more of these to our attention. Thanks again. Thanks, Frank. Practice pointer. Reducing screen time can lead to significant increases in physical activity. 
Join us next time when we talk about food allergies in young children and how to prevent them from occurring by introducing foods starting around six months of age. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.